Welcome to the Gather Houston podcast. We are a Christian community practicing the way of Jesus in all parts of life and for the good of all people. Thank you for joining us today. So you know this, obviously, but it's a holiday weekend. Uh, It's July 4th weekend and special props to you if you are watching uh, online worship, right? I mean, clearly you are watching. So special props to you for watching on a holiday weekend. Very impressed. Uh, And so I want to do something different today because it's a holiday weekend. Uh, and I know there's probably less of us participating today, and that's okay. Uh, but I, I grew up in a church where on days like today, um, especially, our church kind of merged Christianity and American patriotism, right? So Christianity and American patriotism were, were kind of merged. And uh, we already had really bright red carpet in our sanctuary. Maybe you can imagine that. Maybe you grew up in a church with bright red carpet, too. Uh, and then on July 4th weekend every year, the praise team, because we had a praise team, and they already normally wore matching clothes, but on July 4th weekend, um, they would wear their patriotic uh, matching clothes. So there would be like American flag uh, polos and the bald eagle on the pocket. Um, it, it was a it was a lot to take in, but there was a lot happening, and they would sing. The praise team would invite everybody to stand, and as a church congregation, in place of singing our typical worship songs, our hymns, we would sing uh, "God Bless America" and "America the Beautiful." Right? It was a merging of Christian and American identities, and that can seem pretty harmless, right? In and of itself, there's nothing wrong with being patriotic, right? Patriotic by, patriotism by itself isn't just necessarily harmful or bad. But in those same spaces, in the midst of merging these Christian and American identities, I was taught to go to Latin American and African countries to tell people about Jesus. Except those communities that we swooped into were already following Jesus, but but they weren't following Jesus like we follow Jesus, like us American Christians were following Jesus. They weren't Christian like we were Christian. And we thought we had kind of figured out a way to do it a little bit better. So then it, it wasn't just American patriotism and Christianity. It was colonialism and maybe some white supremacy mixed in there a little bit. And then I was taught that it was obviously and inherently more Christian to vote for one party than another party. And my faith was kind of continuously put to a purity test based on political affiliation or ideological view. So it wasn't just Christianity mixed with patriotism. It was Christianity uh, mixed with colonialism and white supremacy and then used and leveraged as a political weapon. And that merging of Christian and American identities has a name. It's called Christian nationalism. Maybe this is a term you've heard before. But Christian nationalism demands that Christianity be privileged by the state. And it implies that to be a good American, one must be a Christian. And similarly, to be a good Christian, one must be or act or appear to be American. It often overlaps and provides cover for things like white supremacy and racial subjugation. And I just want to be clear that we reject this damaging ideology and this perverse theology. Christian nationalism is an evil that lends itself out to white supremacy and racism, supremacy of all kinds. 
Right? We, we have seen Christian nationalism fuel war, racism, homophobia. We, we've, we've seen it fuel supremacy of all kinds, various political ideologies. We've seen it, it make its way all the way to the highest court in our land in decisions in the last two weeks. We, we've seen Christian nationalism fuel the theft of bodily autonomy from women in our country. We've seen it make decisions about who gets to pray where, but really it's about white American Christians getting to pray where they want to pray. Our faith and the people who claim to share our religious beliefs have been manipulated, leveraged, and weaponized for political gain, power, and control. It's Christian nationalism, and we adamantly reject this ideology and this theology. But I want to be clear today that I am not anti-American, okay? I know that my place in the world as an American, especially as an American man, especially, especially as a white American man, has benefited me and has brought me great privilege and opportunity. But God, listen, just hear me today. God has not ordained America as a chosen people. God has not ordained America to be a biblical Israel. And America cannot and should not be the object of our worship. Right? I promise you I'm not trying to ruin your July 4th weekend. We should be grateful for the things that this country provides us. But if you love America, or, or today if you are tolerating America, if you live in America, be wise enough not to worship her. Yeah, Our, our community is still really young. We've been participating in this uh, divine experiment uh, for a little more than three years now. And, uh, you know, we always have folks who are interested in what we're doing around here, new folks around, and uh, because we're a, a little bit different as a community, we're kind of finding this middle ground uh, between a lot of different issues and are really just open and honest about what we're trying to do. But uh, we have lots of people who, who ask, uh, what kind of church is this? Bo both people who are wanting to participate here and people who are just seeing uh, some of the things that we're putting out in the world are saying, what what kind of church is this? And sometimes they think uh, maybe inclusive will be the answer. So we talk about being inclusive and the inclusive nature of God. Or sometimes they people want us to say, well, we're a biblical church because we do use the Bible. We talk about the Bible every week. I love the Bible, preach from the Bible. But biblical isn't the answer. We're not a biblical church. Some people want us to say that we're a conservative church or a progressive church. What kind of church is this? But we're not trying to be a conservative church. We're not trying to be a biblical church. We're not trying to be an inclusive church. We're not trying to be a progressive church. We are a Jesus church. We are Christian with no other qualifiers or adjectives. We are a Jesus church. The birth, life, ministry, death, and resurrection of Jesus defines who we are as a community. That is the through line. The goal and the mission of our organization is that we would be a Jesus people. And so on days like today, on weekends like this weekend, July 4th weekend, I think it's worth it for us to pause and evaluate whether being a Jesus church aligns with being an American church. Our, 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 our allegiance is split. Right? Do we choose personal liberty over liberation for all? Do we choose being partisan over being prophetic? 
Right? Are, are you an American Christian or do you participate in the kingdom of God? These are important questions. And because we are so deeply committed to being a Jesus church, I thought we should look at Paul's beautiful description uh, of the work of Jesus in Philippians chapter 2. Starting in verse 5, Paul says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Being a Jesus church sometimes, maybe oftentimes, puts us in conflict with the American capitalistic and colonial framework we've been given, because we are meant to have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. We are meant to take the nature of a servant, to humble ourselves, to give up control. And the way of the West says, seek control, seek power, and then leverage your power to get more power and more control. And so today, I just want to be crystal clear that we cannot fall into the trap of Christian nationalism. That our American identities and our Christian identities cannot merge together. We are not made to be an American church. We are participants in a kingdom of God that is bigger than all of us. We are Christian. We want to be prophetic, not partisan. We want liberation for all, not personal liberty for some. We are a Jesus church, and if we're going to be a Jesus church, if we're going to be committed to have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, then we are going to be a servant. We're going to give up our power. We're going to be obedient. We're not going to seek control and power and then leverage our power to get more control. We are committed to humility over power and service over control. And so for you, do you feel this tension in your life or or maybe just in our culture that being American has has been equated with being Christian, that those identities have merged? And I wonder for you, have you enmeshed your Christian and American identities? Are your allegiances split? Maybe you could just think about um, the way you think about uh, people from other countries and their faith. Do, do you think yours is better? Do you think you figured it out a little bit more? Are you willing to learn from Christians who don't look like you or talk like you, behave like you? And then maybe um, maybe you've had kind of a, an inverse reaction over the last couple of weeks, um, that, that you've had some beef, <laughs> beef, uh, that, what a colloquial term here. You've had some critiques of America over the last couple weeks um, and its systems and its policies, and that's fair. That you've had some critiques, and because you've enmeshed and other people have enmeshed America and Christianity, your response is to be angry at Christians. Right? You have a critique of America, and it comes out as anger towards Christians. And if, you, if that's how it goes, I understand. But I just wonder if we could start to pull apart these identities. To say to be America, to be American isn't to be Christian. And to be Christian definitely isn't to be American. These identities are separate. And for you, what, what would an intentional rejection of Christian nationalism look like? You know, 
maybe it would look like learning from people different than you. I just mentioned it, but if you could find um, a, a Christian in Latin America, or Central Africa, or Asia, that you would say, I, I want to learn about the ways they think about God. I want to learn about the ways they think about expressing their faith and participating in Christian community. Not that I have anything to offer them, but that they might could teach me something. Maybe you could find someone to learn from, and we can help you with that if you're interested. I'm happy to send you a resource list. Maybe that would be a simple step for you to reject the, this idea that Christianity and America are, are combined and meshed identities. Right? You, you don't have to be anti-American to reject Christian nationalism, but our Christian identity has to be centered on the way of Jesus. Humility over power and service over control. If you love America, if you're living in America, be wise enough not to worship her. Uh, one of my favorite books ever is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, I love it. It's a really short book. Uh, happy to send you a copy. And if you're a longtime gatherer, you have heard me talk about it. But uh, I love Viktor Frankl. He was a, a 20th century uh, neurologist and psychiatrist. He was also a Holocaust survivor. And in his really popular book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, he proposes this idea that everyone everywhere is searching for meaning. That's what everybody wants. They want meaning in their life. They want meaningful relationships, meaningful work. They're trying to make uh, a meaningful story, the story they tell themselves about their life. They're searching for meaning. But when we can't find meaning, because it's hard to find, what happens often is that we settle for power or entertainment. Another word he uses sometimes is, is pleasure. So pleasure or power. That we settle, we're searching for meaning, but we just settle for power or pleasure. And, and I think for a lot of us, our, our tendency to be patriotic or to want this American identity, it's rooted in, in a desire for meaning. We're trying to find meaning in, in, our, uh, in, in our identities. We're trying to find meaning in, in what it means to live in this place. We're looking for meaning and in our patriotism, we just end up settling for power or pleasure, something that makes us feel good or something that makes us feel important or powerful. And I, I think it's just important for us, right? I think it's just important that our enmeshment of Christianity and our national identity, it's important for us to realize that a lot of times that is us just settling for power for control, for pleasure, something that makes us feel good or important. And so today, as you contemplate your identity as an American, your identity as a Christian, as you contemplate how to be grateful for a nation without worshiping it, don't settle for power or control as a part of your identity. Don't settle for pleasure or entertainment. Just don't settle. Don't settle for personal liberty when we have been called to fight for liberation for all. Don't settle for partisan politics when you are called to be prophetic in our world that needs you. Don't settle for being an American Christian when God has called you, invited you, included you in his kingdom. Just don't settle. There's something much more meaningful than power or pleasure, patriotism, and partisan politics. There's something much more meaningful available to you in your identity as being a Jesus person, a Christian. Don't settle today. Embrace your meaningful, your truest 
identity. And so gather, this is my prayer for us today. Be honest about the ways your allegiances are split. Be honest about your tendencies to worship that which has brought you privilege. Be honest and where you need to repent. And today, embrace your uniquely Christian identity. Embrace humility over power and service over control. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in Gather, check out our website at gatherhouston.org or visit us on Sunday at 10 a.m.